to give um oh what's up Aiden? how you doing am i on the mic yes you you're here oh my bad i was like getting in singing and stuff my, that was awkward what did we miss <laughs> <You're good. laughs> i was just singing that song it's like ooh, make it seem easier you know it's free, free show too already huh yeah well gotta promote the music somehow right <laughs> <laughs> the new right, cool connor you wanna you wanna give some background and then you can jump into it Let's yeah totally totally yeah um you know first off thank you for everyone for being here um it's you know even with our technical difficulties it, it seems like we have a good crowd uh just to give background on like what the idea is for this room brick by brick first started as a concept a few years ago you know amongst kind of people identifying people and nick as well kind of the whole concept of it is a lot of the time people will point at an artist's rise and say that you know there was one major inflection point that really caused an artist to gain their fan base you know build a career and a lot of the times in actuality when you look at the data when you look at the facts that's not always the case right a lot of artists careers are really built up you know as the name kind of says brick by brick over time rather than just be one moment it's mostly a series of inflection points built up over time that actually cause that rise and so you know for us i think being at indefine being you know nick at the golden kids group we wanted to shed light on kind of this misinformation that artists blow up off of one thing and just kind of talk to different artists, hear their stories in a very casual way, and just understand what the series of inflection points were that led to a lot of these artists' rise. So, um, yeah. You wanna, we can start with, yeah, we can start with questions and then we can just run through it that way. 100%, and I think, uh, you know, 3417 fits this mold no better than anyone else just because obviously a lot of people think people up off of one thing but in actuality he's just been building his fan base and cultivating over time so yeah of course of course man um but yeah we can get the ball rolling um and just kind of kick things off i guess aiden you know just defining for us kind of thinking about you your core brand and your vision cool what does three four seven eight mean to the world right now yeah if i can jump in quickly like some content yeah, sure. for everyone like you know aiden is i think like no joke the most impressive young artist in the music industry right now and honestly like the background kind of goes to show it in terms of what he's built like i think you know people have a decent gauge on like monthly listeners and streams so to put some context like aiden has over 5 million monthly listeners he has over 100 million streams on his catalog i think actually well over that and aiden you're like you're 17 years old right I am 17. That's it to me. That's, you know, I'm an artist myself. I'm a little older than that. I'm not going to say the age, but, uh, that's, it's, it's an incredible thing that you've done and built. And, Thank you know, you so even at, at your age, like it's not to deny that it's taken time and it's taken development and it's taken an understanding of yourself that's internal and, and integral to the creative and artistic process. I'm curious, man, like, when when do you think going to connor's question like you started to align with music when you started to really have those like internal values start to align to be like this is who i am and this is what i want to say because you know you're so young as it is but your handle on these things is is really like crazy i'm curious as like when that started because uh, you know like in even in in kind of the life you've lived up till now like if you're so young but I think that your your music and, and kind of your core values shine through. Um, I appreciate you so much for your kind words. Um, yeah, I mean, to get 
to get into, you know, how it all started for me, I've been making music since I was 13. Um, as you said, I'm 17 now, so about four years. Um, I think I've always had the same vision, which is that I want to change the world. I want to make people smile. Um, I want people to not only connect with my music, but when they see me on their Instagram feed, their TikTok feed, you know, whatever it is, they get this like source of enlightenment like kind of like a feeling of joy not only because they like the music but they can connect with me as a person and almost like see themselves in me a little bit um so yeah i've been i've been making music for for a, you know a couple years now and i feel like the the mentality i guess wasn't always there fully um when i started in this music stuff i didn't exactly know what I was doing on on the marketing side of it all um and I I honestly just kind of cared about the music uh I, I love the music so much and you know still I guess to this day that's you know the main reason I do this is just for the music but back then I, I had no clue that I guess you could kind of reach people and and this was even like a possibility so for for honestly the the first like three years of my music career I was just posting songs on SoundCloud putting them up on my Instagram kind of with the mentality of oh you want to listen to it here you go if you don't that's totally cool have an amazing day um and then i i guess it was at the beginning of quarantine i realized that okay i can make this my career as you know many other musicians have how do i do it and i just kind of sat down with myself and thought okay well i'm i'm a, I'm a pretty cool person um how do how do I show every single person who sees me that you know they they want to be a part of my journey that they can also see me as not just a musician but you know a cool person and yeah I mean I guess that's kind of how the mentality of um, mm -hmm. how to do it and with the with the marketing started so and I'm um, I'm curious Aiden if I can jump in like of course I I find that a lot of artists have that have a moment you know a, a, a personal experience it might be a moment of time or a period of time it, it sometimes I, I find it's like something traumatic or it could be something like really inspirational that like I feel like really set a stage for who that artist like becomes or ends up sort of valuing and like what they want to put out in the world I, I think it's like an understatement to say like you know I think when when I, and I, I'm truly like a, a fan first when it comes to your stuff like there is this light that you bring to every song and this sort of airiness and, and floaty ethereal really like beautiful I think feeling but at the same time you can feel that like context of like push and pull with darkness and kind of the contrast musically um that you bring to the table I'm, I'm curious is, was there like you know even before getting into the kind of fan building side of things was there like a personal experience or um moment that like you had had like had in your life that might have helped or just sort of define uh like who you've become as an artist and what you've tried to put out to the world energy wise yeah i mean um i've been in a lot of places in my life where i guess you could call it rock bottom or in this place of like complete darkness and every single time um you know whenever it's been in my life i go and make a song it's like that darkness completely fades away and all I've wanted to do um, as I grow as an artist is give people 
that same feeling of like, whoa, the darkness has escaped for a little bit. You know, when they listen to my song, um, you know, that, that same feeling I get when I make it. So um, I kind of got into this like this mentality where I was like, okay, well, I make all my songs in my bedroom and it's like super DIY and I, I don't edit them and I use, a, I use YouTube beats and I'm just like super like a, a do-it-yourself person. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, hopefully can look up to that because not everyone has the money to go to a huge studio or to buy, you know, super expensive beats from amazing producers. And when, when growing my brand, I kind of just wanted to show people do it yourself. And um, that's, I guess that's kind of, you know, what I've done, I guess, I guess there wasn't like one exact experience. It's just been, every time that I've been in this like crazy dark place and pull myself out of it, I want to show people that they can pull themselves out of, you know, whatever dark place they're in. Yeah. Honestly, I I think especially like I encourage everyone to go check out the music before we even get into more of the kind of building stuff. Like it really, I think does resonate as like this breath of like, you know, you're in a moment, everyone's so heads down all the time. Right. And, that's why we have entertainment. That's why we have entertainers. That's why we really look to artists. I think you really do provide that breath of fresh air. I know I've experienced that as a fan of your stuff. So thank I you. Mean, big, big time. Appreciate it. Um, Con, I don't know if you want to jump into kind of like even the fan building side. Yeah. I mean, I, I think even before getting there to me, it's like, Aiden, you, you talk about kind of the experience you had and, and how you came up with kind of this energy and vibe and, and vision for, for who you are as an artist. How do you think, other artists should come up with that vision. You know, I, I think a lot of artists have the music, yeah. they have things going on, but they almost like lack that cohesive vision. So I, I, my question is, how do you think artists should get in that mindset and decide? I'd love to be like, well, this, this is the exact way you should do it. But to do that, I'd be kind of going against everything I just said, because I feel like the, the number one way to do it in this music shit, or not even in music, whatever type of influence or entertainment field you're trying to go into, the number one way to to grow and to get people to look at you and be like, wow, like I can take something from this is just to be yourself. And that's my that's been my whole vision is just, okay, how do I be myself? How do I post something that I would post on my spam account with six followers and post that to my, my main Instagram account, main TikTok account? And be okay with everyone who's looking at it kind of seeing right into who I am and how do I get okay with other people knowing you know exactly what type of person I am and and who I am and I I guess I guess to answer your question that's that's the exact vision I would say artists is try to strive for is you don't need to you don't need to pretend to be someone else to get somewhere you know what I mean because the the main reason anyone wants to to follow you to look up to you to to listen to your music whatever it is is because they want to know who you are they want to listen to your music because they want to take a step inside your mind and see how you're thinking even if they're just listening to it at a party or whatever it is it's the feeling that you gave them through that music because you let them into your mind so I think just the best vision for anyone is 
who cares what anyone says? Who cares about an exact way to do it? Just be yourself and do it how do it how you would do it in your own head. Do it how you would do it if nobody was watching. And, you know, the same way if, if, if you feel like everybody's watching, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I love that that's not only good advice, but once again, it just kind of fits with your brand, right? It's, it's kind of <laughs> the whole brand of you is, is believing yourself, um, you know, spread positivity. Make so the awesome. Finsta public. <laughs> yeah, yeah, make the Finsta public. You'll be, that, you'll be happy to know that my Finsta is my main Instagram account. <laughs> that's it. That's, yeah. it so that's, that's a key. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, you know, I guess on the note of, of Finstas or, or Instagram in general, I mean, for you, obviously, TikTok was a big part of, you know, Shab mentioned fan building before. TikTok was a big part of how you built fans. And obviously, even before you previewed, you know, Demons and Monsters and, and Dancing in My Room, you were building fans on there as well. You know, I, I think obviously we can talk about like the technical stuff you did to like what you put out video content wise. But I, I think I'd love to just hear like, what was your thought process and approach to TikTok? Like when you first started posting, what, what was your thinking on it? <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of, I went into TikTok with the mentality of if either if I'm posting about music or I'm just posting some random um, <laughs> weird video about myself, um, whatever it is, when, whenever someone sees it on their For You page, I want them to, to look at the video and be like, wow, like I can kind of get a sense of who who this Aiden guy is just by this one video. And because of this one video, I want to go to his page and and follow or, you know, go to his Instagram now and, and, you know, maybe check out, you know, the music on the side. I never originally, and I guess even now, have thought, okay, I want to go on TikTok and purely just use it to promote my music because that's kind of what that's kind of what everyone does. And, you know, you can, you can pay influencers, you can do that, you know, to use your song, you know, that's cool. You, you can, you can use TikTok to blow up one song or, you know, get that, that one moment of shine. That's cool. If that's what you want to do, I feel like that's, that's honestly pretty easy to do, you know, with, with the technology we have today with TikTok and, and how that app goes. But I feel like my mentality with it is just, I want people to see me on their for you page and be like, damn, this person's cool. I want to follow them on Instagram. Not, not because of my music, because they, they like me as a person. And then once, you know, I had built up, I think it was like a hundred thousand, 150,000 followers of people just vibing with me as a person. I could be like, Hey, by the way, um, I've been making music for this long and you know, here it is. And that's why, that's why that video of Demons and Monsters blew up. Because the second I posted it, I had people there to be like, wow, you know, the music shit's dope. Like, I'm, you know, and I wasn't just throwing it in their face and being like, hey, music, listen to it. Um, I gave them reason to listen to it because they already thought, you know, in their eyes that I was a cool person. And they don't want to just be there to listen to the music. They want to be there, a part of my journey. And I gave them that opportunity to be like, hey, here's me as a person. Um, hopefully you fuck with me as a person. If you do, here's the opportunity to dive deeper into my head with my music. If not, hey, um, here's a video about myself and we can just be, you know, homies that way. And Aiden, yeah, Aiden can, yeah, can you up? talk about, you know, what we always talk about when you're, when, how you look at TikTok, how you look at Instagram, Snapchat, all the social media platforms, and okay. you tell us that you see it as 
as basically a field with millions of people. Talk about that mentality because I think it's super important for people to understand how you see it, not just what you do on it. Yeah, cool. I was I was actually just about to get into that. So thank you for um, thank you for reminding me. But yeah, the way the way I guess I see TikTok or you know Instagram or Snapchat, I kind of got into it already with like you know using it as like your Finsta account. But all TikTok is, all Instagram is, all Snapchat is, is just people. It's like TikTok is this like you said, huge road, huge field with endless amount of people. And you can, you can go and stand in front of that road and, you know, give them one, one reason to, to, you know, attach to you, which is like your music, your song, or you can like go and stand in front of this huge road of people and be like, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. Um, I hope you like it. You know what I mean? And that's kind of my approach. I want to stand in front of this huge road of people. And I want every single person in that road that sees me to shake my hand, to say, yo, what's up, Aiden? Because they have a reason to want to. TikTok is. It's not TikTok's not TikTok. Instagram's not Instagram. It's just people. It's just connecting with humans. It's like if you were in a party and um you were trying to introduce yourself to every single person at that party you wouldn't walk up to every single person at that party and be like hey i make music listen to it you'd be like hey this is who i am oh and like by the way i also make music they'd be like oh really and they'd, they'd ask you know how to check it out so that's just how i see social media it's just people connecting with human beings and i feel like people try to overthink it and they're like oh well I need to go with this strategy, this strategy, this strategy. No, it's just, it's just connecting with humans. And hopefully that's something that some people have learned how to do in, you know, the real world, you know, connecting with people and, you know, starting conversations and, and just um, being friendly to people. But if not, if, if not, you know, some people haven't learned that in the real world, here's the chance to learn it on a digital, you know, a, a whole new digital world where you can reinvent yourself and, say what's up to every single person who's in that road who's on that street so yeah, i guess that's how i see social media yeah you know i i think um i definitely i, th I think that was a great way to kind of like simplify your approach and, and give us kind of like pointers on that and i think just just asking a question around the whole party analogy that you're referring to i think mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of times artists struggle to find that party you know um mm -hmm. in terms of like you know you can have the strategy down but if you're posting something every single day on tiktok you know, mm -hmm. if you're saying, you know, you're not going to go up to everyone at a party or you will go up to everyone at a party and tell them who you are, but how do you find that party on TikTok? You know, that, that, that's something I'll push you just to, just to think about and, and talk on. Yeah. Um, I guess no one really knows the, the TikTok algorithm or any direct algorithm with all these social medias. Um, all I can really say is about my personal experience. I posted about 500 videos on TikTok before um, one blew up around my music. And within those first 500 videos, some were about my music, some were about me as a person, some were about, you know, what I think about, you know, certain things and, and, and who I am. And none of them really blew up, but a lot of them got like a thousand views or 2,000 views, or 3,000 views, and a lot of the time with TikTok, that 1,000 is a new 1,000. 
so with that 500 the, that 500 videos okay out of all those 500 videos each of them let's say got a thousand views well, that's 500 videos with a thousand new people you know so i feel like it's not about okay how do i how do i find how do i find that party it's more like when i get to that party am i going to be in the spot where people are going to attach to it you know because eventually you will find that party you could post on tiktok 10 million videos one of them's going to blow up i promise one of them is going to blow up you know what i mean you can you can post as much as you want but it's like when you do get to that point are people going to attach to it are people going to love it or are they just going to be like oh oh you know this is all this person's offering right now you know what i mean so yeah. i feel like it's not about finding the party it's just about being in the right spot when you do find it I'm, I mean, I think that's really well said, Aiden, like even thinking about this from an artist perspective myself, like I hear a lot of best practices in the industry. We give, we try to give a lot of best practices of like, you know, use these things to promote your music, but you're so right. Like before you can do that, even beyond like starting to know kind of who you are and what you stand for, which is always going to be inherent in like a human being, you have to get comfortable just being in front of a camera and just actually being you right and like 100 i think that's such a big hurdle especially for folks i think in in older generations who didn't necessarily like grow up like communicating digitally or like even grow up with social media their whole early career and i think that's like such a core concrete step that i even appreciate as an artist from an advice perspective like break down that wall right like Hell yeah. Get, get, just be yourself in front of a camera because that's the only way that people can become a fan of who you are. And I'm, I'm curious, like, it sounds like you've had that ability or that comfortability. Uh, and maybe that's something you developed and that, that'd be interesting <laughs> to hear about too. But I'm cool. curious about like, as you start posting, you know, you posted these 500 videos and then something starts to click once. What, what did that look like? Like those initial, you know, you've obviously, you're obviously at a, a certain place right now, but it starts with like mm -hmm. early drops in the well, you know? And like right. what you're talking about with that, like thousand or 2000, 3000 is like two things. One, you're building catalog, right? Like something that a new person can come back and look at 500 videos and become a super fan just because it's all there. But right. two, um, you're talking about those early, like what Connor and I always call the trampoline, like trampoline jumps. And what did that, I mean, I'm curious about like, what did you start to see that like started resonating early? How did you take that? How did, did you adjust? Did you, like, how did you respond to like early traction when it started to happen? And how did you move forward from that to like grow it? Well, that's actually a really good question. Um, I guess, I mean, I'll go I'd love to jump in too because I kind of saw it from a backseat approach. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you take this one, Nick. Yeah, I think I think what we saw was pretty simple, and it was the opposite of what a lot of people do. And and when things started to move, instead of leaning into the songs, he leaned into the fans. And what I mean by that is, people, when he was posting, of course, he had to post about the music because it started to move. But he was posting more about himself and the fans and just being himself. And it caused his socials to grow and the fan base to grow exponentially instead of what a lot of people do, which is how can we pour gas on this song as big as it can get? Um, and I think that was one of the biggest things that I saw early on was, okay, 
Aiden understands the importance of interacting, communicating with the fans on a human level, and it's going to tie right back into the music. Um, but Aiden, you can hit on it more, but that's one of the initial things that I saw that was extremely, extremely refreshing and impressive. Um, no, I don't think you, I, I feel like I couldn't even say it better myself, Nick. Um, I mean, just to like, I guess, kind of expand on it. Yeah, Nick, Nick's completely right with, you know, I, when I started to, I guess you could say, see my videos blew up and see stuff getting traction, I kind of had two different approaches from it. So I could have started posting every single video just about my music. Or I could have posted a lot more about my music, but basically equally as much about me, just so that I'm not flooding people with it, but I'm giving them now that I had more of this, um, I don't even want to say more of a fan base, but on on that road of people, I was like um, on a higher point so that I could reach more people, you know? And I just wanted to post more content about who I was and what I was doing so I could let more people in on my journey. I guess I didn't really change anything. Um, to really get, I guess, into one of my strategies, what I did do is I made a whole second account on TikTok um, and I leaked all my music. Um, I posted leaks of all my songs on this account because I wanted to have a place where I could just drop all this music and I could just only post about music so that if one of those videos picked up, okay, they see that and they go to that account and it's just for music, but then they can also go to my account and get this whole new vibe of who I am as a person. And it's funny enough because, I mean, I think we're in the stage right now where we're talking about with, with Demons and Monsters when it started to get traction and then, you know, where I was, I think about a week after that, I posted a leak of Dancing in My Room two weeks before it was out on my leak account and it started to it started to blow up on the leak account. Um, started to do very well for some reason. So that told me, okay, the people who interacted with this song and saw this video loved it. I need to bring this to my my main account. So then I posted three videos to it on my main account. All of them did very, very well. And that told me, okay, this is the next song I'm gonna drop you know, just the basic algorithm of TikTok, how people are conversating about it has told me this is what people want. I'm going to, for the next couple of weeks, mainly just post about this song and then continue also just posting about who I am as a person, you know, because then people, they come see my account. They see, oh, he's dropping this song next. Oh, but, you know, you know, what's he talking about? Um, what's he thinking about, about dropping the song next? And that that was my approach. So I found an outlet where I could, okay, I can drop all my music on this account, but I can also continue exactly what I'm doing where I have, you know, this building fan base. Was it called like 347 Leaks or, or what was the second account called? It's called 347 Unreleased. It's still on TikTok. Um, I post leaks to it all the time. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. the, the Finsta makes the move on TikTok, huh? Of course. Um, because... I wanted to I wanted to see if I had this account with no followers, um, I never told anyone about it and I just posted my leaks. I wonder how long it would take till one of them 
blew up. And I want to say it was probably after like 40, which was dancing in my room. It was after probably 40 videos. And it's, it didn't even like, when I say blow up on this account, I mean, it, it passed like 10,000 views because I had like no followers and this video got 10,000 views. That means a lot of people interacted with it. That means it had more comments than any of my other videos. More people were liking it just because they saw it, just because they saw it and were like, damn, this is good enough where I'm going to comment. And yeah, so I just brought it to my main account and that's, that's kind of how I market my music every time now. That's so interesting. I can't even tell you because I think <laughs> it sounds like it's part of the reason you did that to like preserve you being you on the other one and not like adulterate it and make it feel like promo-y and to have another space that feels like almost like SoundCloud with your second account where you're like dropping snippets and seeing how people react until it like almost makes it up the food chain to the main account. Yeah. Um, that's honestly, that's exactly how I'd say it. The only other thing I was at, I would add is just because also I love posting my music. I mean, I struggle now yeah. with the fight of not posting every single song I make on my main Instagram account and posting a 30 second snippet and be like, Hey guys, look what I just made. Um, I struggle with that every single song because I love every single song I make. And this, this second TikTok account, um, yeah, it, it gave me the chance to one, see, okay, what does well on this where I can bring it to my main, but also great. I have a space now where maybe no one will see it. Maybe 500,000 people will see it. Who knows? Who cares? I have a space where I can just post my music and know that I was able to post it somewhere and I can chill and I don't have to post it on Instagram and put it on my Snapchat and, you know, to do, do all of that, just to know that I sent it somewhere and, and someone else got to hear it because, um, I just love the feeling of having a new song. And, and as soon as I make a new song, I want everybody to hear, I want it. As soon as I make a new song, I'm like, damn, this is the one I want to drop right now. Um, obviously, you know, you can't do that. So that was just kind of like my way around it. And it turned out to also be a pretty cool way to see what's going to work. No, hundred percent. And Shav, please wait till after the clubhouse room is finished to start, you know, the pretty boy Shav unreleased TikTok. All right. I'm, okay. I was just on, <laughs> yeah, on mute. That's what I was doing. No, I know. I know. Um, but cool. I mean, that that's, you know, I think in terms of fan building, you definitely gave us like an overview of, you know, how you approach it, how you think about it. I think the other big piece of obviously artistry and especially today's artists, right. Is, and it's something that we do at Indify we every day, right. You know, how did you go about, I guess, one, finding your team um, and building your team? And then two, when did it feel appropriate for you to bring those specific team members on board to your team? If that makes sense, right? So like, you know, obviously cool. Nick, lawyer, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I'll talk about it for a bit and then I'll let Nick talk about it because um, I'm sure he has a whole, not different perspective, but, you know, like uh, another perspective uh, of it. But um yeah i've been kind of riding independent and doing everything myself for a while and super closed off to letting anyone else in um and i had just kind of blown up i guess demons and monsters on tiktok um it was about to be out in a week and i was in a label call and they connected me with nick and 
when I talked to Nick, I honestly had no intention of him becoming my manager. I don't think he had any intention of becoming my manager. It was just um, simple conversation. He was giving me some tips on on what I should do next and, and where, where I should go and um, kind of just wanting to hear, I guess, what I was going to do next. And so we kind of just continued in like super friendly um, conversation where he was helping me out until I think a week after Demons and Monsters dropped, it started to go really crazy. A lot crazier than I, not expected, but like at this point, I never had a song with like, I think over 20,000 streams and it had done a million streams in a week. And I was like super excited, but I was like, okay, um, this is happening. You know what I mean? What, what do I do? And so I just called Nick and I think through that phone call of me being like, Hey, it's really blowing up. Um, I was kind of just like, Hey, like, would you want to try being my manager? Not like anything official because I'm super like, you know, like I said, DIY and I, I don't exactly love like rules and this is how it's got to be. And like, you know, like that. So I was just like, Hey, we maybe want to try it. Um, if, if it works, let's do it. If not, you know, let's, uh, let's just not do it. And it worked, it worked great. Um, as soon as I became under his management, he, he helped me with not only like, um, great advice that amplified all my ideas, but, um, obviously on like a playlisting approach and, and blogs and all that stuff that I, I, I couldn't necessarily do by myself. Um, he definitely amplified and helped me do. So I guess that's kind of how that happened. Um, Nick, you want to, speaking yeah. about that at all nick curious yeah. to get your 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 take on it yeah so essentially like a lot of the timeline was probably a big blur to him because when things started to move for Aiden, i got a call and this is probably two three weeks before demons and monsters came out and basically someone had put me on and said hey i think you need to talk to this kid um he's in an interesting situation and i was like cool like i always want to help people so got on the phone with him and I was just asking, you know, what was happening. And this point is about two weeks out. He was just like, oh, I'm doing my thing, whatever he was doing school. And honestly, he was extremely hard to reach. And so through that time, things were happening. People were hitting him. He was taking label calls. And I remember one day he called me and it was a very specific call. And he said, yo, I just got off a label call with an unnamed label and they want to sign me. And the lawyer wants me to do it. And I was like, cool, what's the offer? He sent me the contract and I looked at it and I was like, this is bullshit. And I was like, what is the lawyer telling you? And he's like, well, the lawyer wants like 10% of the deal. And he thinks if I don't do this, I'm not going to get another chance. And so that's when I knew I was like, all right, cool. This kid's in a, a tough situation. And at this point, like he said, I wasn't trying to manage him. We weren't even talking about that. I was just trying to make sure he was okay. And so I basically fired the lawyer. I was like, you know what you're doing. And I told him, don't sign that deal. And then I started calling people in the lawyer field that I knew and got him a couple conversations and let him ultimately make the decision of where he wanted to go and where he felt the most comfortable. And at this point, it's probably, I don't know, two or three days after Demons blew up and he dropped his songs for a while on Sunday. So this is like Tuesday, Wednesday. He calls me, like he said, and he's like, yo, I need to build a team. And I'm like, who do you want? Like, who have you been talking to? What do you want to do? Still to this point, 
no intention of working together. And he was like, I've been talking to these people, but I don't feel comfortable. Like, I want to, I want to see if we can work together. So we did that. Um, and then, like you said, over the course of that week, demons and monsters started to blow up and obviously labels started to reach out more and more. And he was kind of hesitant about the label stuff. So when we brought on Sebastian as his lawyer, we all got on the phone and just made things super easy and simple. We started talking about things. And then at this point, like he said, he had already posted dancing. So as Demons was moving, dancing started to blow up. And at this point, Sebastian and I had conversations about things and kept Aiden in the loop. And Aiden's like, yo, I don't really want to do a label deal. But if we find the right situation, we can do it. Probably two weeks after dancing came out, I called Clark, and who works at Forever 150, and was basically like, yo, he already knew about Aiden. Aiden knew about him. And I was like, I'm really good at a lot of things, but there's a lot of things that I'm not good at that you're really good at. And so I introduced him to Aiden. We all got on the phone, talked, felt really good. So that's how that came to be. So Clark and I co-manage Sebastian's a lawyer. And at this point, we started having label conversations. And a lot of you in here, I'm sure have been through this process, but it's kind of weird to tell you things you want to hear, whatever. And at the end of the day, we just found the right people for not a crazy deal. And ended up signing to a label. And I think Connor, you're probably going to get into like why a label I can hit on that. Aiden can hit on that. But from my perspective, the most important thing about this whole process was that for a manager, for an agent, for a lawyer, whatever it is, I think it's really important that you gain the artist's trust and that there is legit trust. And it's not just the bullshit of I can do this and that for you. It's legit that you're, you're there for them and you want to be their friend aside from the business. And I think that's what we've created. And it's, it's honestly something that I've never really felt before. And it's something extremely special. Um, but we can, Con, I don't know where you want to go with this next, but that's kind of how we built the team. And everyone on the team is extremely tight. And it, it feels really, really good. Yeah, I guess, um, Aiden, just pushing you from your perspective, what was the thing that kind of tipped you over to be like, okay, like I want to be independent to the point of like, hey, like, no, this is the right decision for me? Um, yeah. Well, I went to a bunch of one second. Let me just I'm walking. I'm trying to get to a spot to sit down so it's not like weird sounding. Just give me a second. Um yeah, so I at this point I've done a bunch of label calls and <laughs> there there's the same vibe in a lot of the calls, which is like, okay, this is how you should do it in the future. Um, you know, this is how we are as a label, this is exactly what we're gonna do for you. I hated that. You know what I mean? I, I didn't want to know every single thing they wanted to do for me. I didn't want to know, um, you know, exactly what they thought of me. And I just hated that, like, that basic, like, label call where, you know, I'm sure you, you know what I'm talking about, where they kind of just go over the exact same thing and it sounds the exact same thing as the last call. Um, and so after all those calls, I was kind of even leaning more towards, all right, no, I'm just going to keep independent. And then I had one call and it was like the complete opposite. It was like, it was almost like in this call that my music didn't exist, the label didn't exist. And I was just having a real conversation with someone that I could tell that wanted to help in my career. And the, the deal that got offered was great. Um, my main thing was that always that I wanted full creative control. Um, I wanted to own basically my whole catalog and i wanted whoever who's backing me to just care about me as an artist and 
that's it, you know? And that, that just happened to be what happened. And so I saw no reason at that point to be like, okay, I'm not going to take this opportunity because, you know, I want, I want to be purely independent. Um, and I guess I just stepped outside of that box and, uh, and did it. Yeah. I, I, one thing I wanted to ask, and, and I think Nick, this might be more directed to you. It's like, you know, when you have that moment, which is ever rare and it actually, you know, it's funny because this is kind of goes back to that brick by brick concept. Everyone thinks that when demon and monsters is taking off, it's, it's some sort of like momentary thing. But I think what's so interesting, Aiden, about everything you talked about is like, you posted 500 TikToks before you even had one that like really even like went. And then that was the <laughs> right. second TikTok. And like, no one will see those knocks on the stone that created the chips that eventually kind of crumbled the whole thing and broke, broke open. But it's so fa- fascinating to see that set up and hear about it from your perspective of, okay, then boom, the moment happens, right? Where right. this song is doing crazy streams and and nick it's something i want to wanted to ask you is you know one of the things i nick i really respect about you and i think it can be helpful potentially to the younger like team members in the room is that you've always navigated that pressure well i mean because it, it is a lot of pressure right when there's a song or moment jumping and, and taking off and now all the eyes are on you right you and this artist and, and it's a lot of pressure for everybody where people are reaching out, everybody wants to get in touch with you. Everybody wants kind of a piece of the action. Everybody um, is reaching out and, and you're in it. And, you know, there's a lot of um, opinions that go around. There's sometimes egos that go around. There's great people. There's not so great people. There's, you know, this, that, and the other. How do you stay in the pocket, so to speak, Nick, and like maintain those relationships and do it in a respectful way? Um, or handle, you know, yourself in those positions? Like, what are the things that you as a team member do to, one, um, you know, make sure that the right decision is being made and, and the right options are being seen? And two, like, maintain those relationships going forward? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. I think I've been through a lot to learn this. It didn't just, like, sit on me. I think the biggest thing is honesty and transparency. When you're navigating a situation like this, you have to be honest with people and you have to be transparent. And a lot of the times, the one thing I had to realize is not a lot of people are gonna be happy at the end of the day because you can only go with one lawyer, you can only go with one label, you can only go with one agent and people are gonna be left upset. And you just have to realize as a manager, as a team member that that's okay. And if if they take it personal and they are really, really upset, then that's just something that you can't control and you just have to keep going. And so for me, once I started to realize that it was cool, I'm going to be honest with people. I'm going to tell them what's happening. I'm going to tell them the conversations we're having and I'm going to keep Aiden in the loop as much as I can and make sure that he knows every single thing that's happening. And if that's the case and people are still upset, it is what it is. And I think for me, the biggest thing was just, again, communication. If, if a conversation happened, whether it be, this label reached out, this agent reached out, this whatever, whatever it may have been at the time, I made sure to tell Aiden, even if he didn't understand a word I was saying, I made sure to tell him and educate him as much as I could. And I think that that brought us closer, but also prevented anything happening 
that would affect our relationship or his career. And that's the most important thing for me is I'm always protecting the artist. So if something like this is happening, I never let what I think might be best or what my judgment may be get in the way of what is actually best for the artist in this situation. I would just say well said. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's definitely, I think Aiden, you got a good manager here, man. <laughs> and I, I also, also want to, yeah, Clark, Clark is, I want to say this. I don't even know if he's in here, but he, like I said, back to the team building thing, like I think it's really important to kind of self-reflect sometimes, whatever it is that you do in the business and realize that there are things that you're probably excelling at. And there's a lot of things that you're not the best at. And if you think you're the best at everything, you're probably wrong and you're probably not doing shit. But I think that for me, I realized that there was a lot of things I needed help with. And if this was going to be the magnitude that we wanted it to be, we needed a team. If that means making less money or whatever the fucking thing it is, like, that's okay. If the team is strong and every puzzle piece is taken care of, we're winning. And that's the most important thing at the end of the day. And so there's a lot of things that, I, like I said, I don't do well that Clark absolutely crushes. And there's a lot of things he doesn't do that I love to do. Um, but I think that's the most important thing that, that I, I learned quickly was, was that. Uh, that. That's really helpful. Um, I think just, just keeping track of time and, and for the schedule, I think we're going to ask one more question and then we're going to open it up for Q&A for the rest of the room, whoever um, wants to come up. So I think, you know, before we get to that, I think Aiden, the, the final question I'll ask is what's next? You know, what does the future of 347 Aiden look like? How do you scale from here? I feel like there's no what's next. Um, there's no like, hey, this is exactly what's going to happen. You know, obviously I have, you know, plans and um, we got stuff in the works, but all I want to do and, and continue to do is just make people happy with my music and show people that they can be themselves. So what's next is that I'm going to teach more people they can be themselves or show more people how to be themselves and um, make more music that I love and just do it at a bigger scale. And, you know, it's brick by brick and just yeah. laying down more bricks. And if we make this into a podcast, will you make the theme song? <laughs> yes. Fire. Yo, you got the verbal. <laughs> all right, verbal commitment. You all heard it in the room. It won't, it won't be released through Columbia. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, we can, um, we can start the Q&A now as well. Whoever wants to ask questions um, can go ahead and raise your hand. We can get the process going. Um, yeah, Aiden, I appreciate you shouting out the name, you know, right at the end there. <laughs> I, I tried. No, it's a, it's a, it's a great analogy. It's, um, I always say it's like you're constantly climbing up a ladder and like sometimes a prong on the ladder breaks and you just kind of have How to do you add someone? the next oh, one. There we go. Like yeah. the same thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same analogy. Right, cool. Daniel, what's up? Hey, guys, how's it going? Thanks for putting this together. Of course, man. Of course. Being here. Of course. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the time, uh, Nick and, and Aiden. Uh, I'd say like my main question for you, because I work with a ton of artists on TikTok and I, I think you've done a brilliant job just blowing yourself up. And 
big credit to you both for, for doing that. But I'm curious, one thing that was really interesting you said was it took you like 500 videos before you really started getting traction. I, and I think as a young artist, it's super impressive that you did that and having that mindset. But I'm curious, like what kind of motivated you to keep going with it? Cause a lot of times I have trouble telling some artists like, Hey, like this is going to take time sometimes. And I have yeah. to kind of get them in that mindset. So I'd, I'd love for you to go into that process a little bit. It's super valuable. Yeah, of course. Um, I feel like a lot of people and, 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 and even myself at sometimes get caught up on the simplicity of numbers and you're like, Oh, why is this video not blowing up? Um, but I feel like one thing that a lot of people miss is it's like, if your video has one new viewer, two new viewers, three, three new viewers who, who see the video and then click on your profile, that's a win because you can post unlimited videos. And I guess that was just my mentality doing it. Um, I post video after video at one point. At one point, I was thinking I was posting like five videos a day. And I was like, okay, well, if, if, each, if, if each of these videos reach 1,000 views, that's a thousand new people who are seeing me, seeing my face, and you know, maybe five, 10, 15 of them go to my account. And if they don't, well, there's always tomorrow. I feel like if you always have the mentality of being like, okay, I need every single video to blow up and every single video to go viral, it's like, well, well, that's lame, you know, because you can't just jump, jump start to the top, you can't begin your journey. Um, at a win, you know, you have to just build yourself up to that. And so, yeah, all, all I would say, like, t to these artists is it's not about, like, the destination. It's just about, like, how you get there and, and, you know, what you do on the way there and how many people you meet on the way there and what you do on the way there to, you know, when you get there, it's like, wow, it's the most amazing destination. I'm so glad I'm here. So... Yeah, I would just, it's never about, it's never about like that instant gratification. It's just more about building up to that point so that it, you know, can feel like the best feeling ever. 100%. Thank you. I Dan. totally agree. Thank you. Yeah. And a lot of artists don't have that, you know, so I, I, you know, I appreciate that perspective and thanks so much uh, for First. answering. Of course, of course. Awesome. Thank you. Um, all right, cool. Who else has a question? You do Maxwell. I don't even see all these. I should add some. Uh, yeah. Uh, hello. I'm oh. gonna. I wanna ask. Uh, uh Aiden. Yeah. Do you work with uh, Six Nine or no? Would I work with Six Nine? Yes. No. Why? Um. Well, I, I don't. I don't really work with really anyone at all <laughs> um not on like a, a weird thing i just not in the future i say i mean in the future would i work with six nine all right yo let, let's keep questions like legit um <laughs> um no no um it's fine you know no, I mean, no, it, was no, a, it was a real no, question um no, personally, no, no I, I would not that's not what we're talking about though okay okay thanks um, for or, sorry can i go ahead nick or no yeah you're all good yeah, sorry. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, guys, for bringing me to the stage. I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking time out of your day to do this. I've learned a lot. Uh, so I'm I'm actually about to graduate college here. I'm 22, and I'm 
um, an artist as well, a guitarist, singer, songwriter, producer. Um, and I don't really have much of a social media uh, per se yet or a base. I have like maybe a thousand followers or whatever, but I, I've been trying to get better at consistently posting um, meaningful, like a uh, meaningful post or stuff that has value per se to my fans or the people I'm trying to attract or find my audience. Um, and I, I guess I was, I'm having like trouble marketing myself while being an artist at the same time, I feel like, but I guess Aiden to your, to your credit, you did that so wonderfully. Uh, we're able to balance that. And I guess you just, you just kept on going at it or how, what, like what, what uh, advice would you have for me per se? Of course. Well, um, I feel like I definitely get what you're saying. And I've definitely been in, in points in my life where I feel that exact same thing that you're talking about. Um, you know, that feeling you get like when you make a song and you listen back to it and you just get like this feeling, it's like the best thing ever. Um, yeah, totally. The feeling of like other people getting to to hear it and other people getting to listen to it and other people getting that feeling you know, maybe isn't as great, but it's definitely close and it's an amazing feeling. And with that in mind, I feel like if you really put your mind to it, you're like, okay, I am going to do this many videos a day, or um, I'm going to try to reach this many people today and, and do this or that. You get, you get to this point where you're like, okay, wow. You know, more and more people every day are hearing me. And, and that's the coolest thing. And I'm going to say it like, again, I feel like, and I'm not saying this is um, at all your issue. Uh, it may be, it may not be a big thing that I feel like holds people back is, you know, numbers. And it's like, well, why, why is it not going viral? I posted all these videos and none have gone viral, but it's like, you know, it's all a building. It's all, it's all a ladder up to where you want to get. And I feel like you just have to keep that mentality of, okay, I'm just reaching people. I'm just showing people my music and that's all it is. It's like, it's like if you, um, if you, if you went out with some friends and you wanted to show them a new song and they're like, Oh, well, you know, tell us about the song a bit. And you did. And they're like, wow, I love this song. It's like that exact same thing on TikTok or Instagram or however you're promoting it. You're just showing people the song and then, you know, besides the music, which is, you know, you being you. Um, and like you said, posting, you know, some meaningful videos, you know, giving them a reason to fall in love with it. And I feel like if it's getting like too complicated or too hard to do it, then maybe, maybe you just need to take a little break and figure out exactly what you want to push out to people. Because if it is getting too hard, maybe you don't know exactly yet how you know how you want to push it out and and how you want to do it and and, and who you want to reach maybe you don't exactly know that yet and and that's that's okay you know you just maybe need max to I, have a, I have a question for you do you play any instruments yeah <laughs> yeah i'm assuming the guitar yeah i play piano drums uh mostly piano bass and drums and guitar or oh, sorry no mostly guitar bass and uh piano fire so, and did you yeah. learn those did you learn those overnight or was it, no, was it a process no, no bro of course not i 
this process I've been playing since I was like young, a young in like 12 or something, you know? So. Um, cool. And was it, was it one more question? Was it ever frustrating during the process? Of oh yeah, it? of course. Yeah. It's like, I would, I would, yeah, it's like anything in life. You got to put the work in and uh, definitely is frustrating. Um, yeah. It's brick by brick. <laughs> I like the, name of this clubhouse room so yeah so i think i think you answered your own question right and where i was getting with that is it's it's going to be frustrating there's going to be a lot of times where you're second guessing things but everyone's social media specific everyone starts with zero followers right you don't make an instagram or tiktok and it starts with two hundred thousand. so as long as you continue being yourself and doing what you think works eventually people are going to catch on and people are going to either fall in love with you or not like what you do and that's what it is. So I would say apply it just like you you said the answer yourself after asking the question. Everything in life is a process. It's frustrating at times, but as long as you continue to go and believe in yourself, that's all that matters. And people are going to catch on when they catch on. And if this is really what you love to do, then you'll find a way to make it work, even if it does take you 10 plus years to make a career out of it. If this is truly, truly, truly what you want to do in life, you'll find a way to do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's kind of the mentality I feel like I've uh, realized within uh, lately, especially like uh, around quarantine time, because I was kind of not as serious with my music. And then um, all the shit hit the fan in life. And I was like, oh, well, I need to I think, uh, yeah, it's about time to do what I love doing. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. man. Yeah, for sure. Just do it. Do it. Do what you love all the time. And um I'm always an open book. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me at any time. Um, but yeah, man, keep keep doing your thing. Definitely. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I believe in you, brother. Thanks. Appreciate it. Of course. Peace, bro. Yeah. Sure. Well, you know, cool. I think um, you know, we've hit nine o'clock. We should probably wrap. So, you know, Aiden, thank you so much for being here and, and for being so I think open authentic. Same to you, Nick. Um, and also thank you to everyone who joined in and listened. You know, this is our first one. It feels really special. And, and Max, I think you definitely just nailed it, right? It's brick by brick. It's it's over time. So with the same kind of concept, we're going to keep doing this um, and having different artists on and, and just exploring the different journeys. So we'll get some things right. We'll get some things wrong. Uh, but I think overall, it's all about the consistency. So thank you guys for being here. Um, we'll wrap here. Shavnik, if you guys want to say something. Yeah, thank you all. And shout out Amir Abbasi, who like, I think gave us that brick by brick concept and knowledge and gem like four years ago or something right con not that it's you know all his but i think he definitely put us on no he did he definitely always tweeted about it and um definitely put that at least in my head for sure yep thank you guys Aiden and nick appreciate it so much of course i, I learned thank a lot you guys yeah, yeah thank you guys love. all right guys peace out peace, peace out. guys thanks for having me